This is the MS Show, the podcast for people with multiple sclerosis and their families who want information and inspiration. I'm Bron Webster. I've been living with MS for over 20 years. I'll be sharing with you tips, stories and ways to keep going with MS. Hi, today I'm really, really excited because I work with this particular outfit, for want of a better word. This is a phenomenal resource that people in the MS community need to know about. So today I'm chatting with Trevor Wickham. He and his wife, Misty, set up, founded and created the MS Gym platform. And it's the largest platform for training, mindset, coaching, just generally feeling fantastic or as fantastic as you can with MS. So Trevor, thank you so much for joining me today. Absolutely, Bron. Thanks for having me on. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to, you know, help some, help some people in the UK out. We have a lot of UKers uh, in, in the MS gym currently, but uh, yeah, there's a lot going on over there and I'm glad that resources are getting uh, more widespread and more available to you all. And I'm just proud and proud and honored to be one of those. So thanks for having me on. You're welcome. So Trevor, I'm really interested just before we talk about some of the specifics about the gym, the MS gym, about your background and how this all came about. Yeah. So I, uh, so I started training, uh, doing movement training, exercise training when I was basically like 16 years old. Uh, I wasn't official, right. Until I was, uh, 20. So I've been, I've been in practice for 22 years now. And, uh, I, the reason how I got into everything is that I hurt my back, uh, pretty bad playing American football, um, in high school. And, uh, I went to two or three doctors and they were telling me that I had to have my spine fused at 16 years old. And my dad was like, that's not happening. We will find another way. And I ended up running into or, or meeting with uh, one of my mom's friend's husbands, who was a strength and conditioning specialist and a neuromuscular re-education specialist. And uh, within about six weeks, he set me up on a movement plan, exercise plan that helped rebalance the way that my body worked. And I was pain free within like six weeks. And I'm like, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Like I'd always been an athlete. I've always been into exercise, but to actually see and experience and feel uh, that exercise can truly heal the body is what started me down this path. And as I started working my way through my undergrad studies at uh, Colorado State in sports medicine, and then I got my graduate degree in uh, what's called biomechanical analysis, uh, which is basically studying how the human body moves and figuring out why injuries happen and all that. Uh, I got the opportunity to work with a large variety of people. And most of those people were, had chronic illnesses or they were over the age of 50. And so it really piqued my interest and I pursued a path of becoming uh, certified as a medical fitness specialist. Um, and that kind of took off. Like I was, I was, once I started working with people, the word got out and I got connected in with multiple physicians in Northern Colorado, which is a state here. And then, uh, got hooked up with the bariatric population, which is all the major weight loss surgery. And then I got hooked up with the, the neurologist and I became the brain injury specialist in Fort Collins. And that's who I started seeing as I got all these people that had massive brain injuries. And then that led to Parkinson's and then that led to MS. And 
I like the neurologic population is, is what I was created to do. Like you guys were who I was created to serve because there's so much power in it. And there's so much of a fight because with neurologic conditions, it's not like you, you, you got a knee injury and in eight weeks, it's going to be better. And then you're off to your life again, or, you know, even like something like cancer, it's so aggressive that the treatments are so aggressive that it's like, you have to stop your life for three to six months. I saw my mom go through it, you know, and that's all you do. And then hopefully you get back to life and you start managing your body. But with neurologic conditions, it's a lifelong jam, right? And the unfortunate mm -hmm. part is that I saw that people with neurologic conditions were basically told, you got a neurologic condition, you got MS, you got Parkinson's, you got a brain injury. Like, it's not a lot we can do. Like, this is what you got, you know? And that just didn't sit well with me. And I started to get, I actually had a handful of MS uh, clients. I had about 10 of them back when I was about 22. And that group of people changed my life because th there was such an inner strength and, and drive and kind of this willpower to never give up and never give in. You know, it's like, what's the other option? Like MS is probably not going to kill you, right? Unless it's an extreme case. So you have to figure out how to take this disturbance in your body and this condition and figure out a plan how to, how to live your life and not have it steal everything, right? And so that became kind of my, my call, right? My call to action in, I wanted to partner with people. I wanted to team up with people. I wanted to become that guy that was their resource and their guide that helped them understand their body, help them reconnect to their body, teach them what movement's all about, teach them how the brain works in relation to how the body works and help them get this mindset of your body broke down, but you didn't get, you weren't born broke down. So obviously somewhere along the way you hit a path and it started to slide. Well, let's create a new path and get you back to where you have the kind of quality of life that you want. And that's always been my jam. It's always been, it's not okay that you're told that this is all you got. It's not okay that you're told that, well, just expect to be in the wheelchair. It's for the rest of your life if you don't want to be, right? It's not okay to be told like, well, your future and your prognosis is assisted living and good luck. Here's what we can, here's what you got. And it's just not okay, you know? And so that's why, you know, I, I was working with clients over about 20 years. Three years ago, we started the MS gym because I was limited by time. And I just had this, this fire and this, this discontent in me being like, if I can help this many people in person, how many people can I help if I go online? How do I duplicate myself? How do I create a platform online with the rise of online training that allows people to be able to understand their body, understand MS, understand how to exercise, and then have a very structured and simple way just to come in, press play, follow me, and get coached and educated to heal their body and then on top of that, and, and the biggest thing is to have a community that understands them and accepts them and loves them and encourages them and walks with them because they are them. That is what was Misty's and my main goal was how do we create a community for these awesome champions with MS so that they can feel at home. And, and that's mm -hmm. what's happened. And it's been such a cool ride. And it's been amazing to watch all the victories that people had. And, and the most beautiful part is the relationships that have formed and the true sense of family that we have in the MS gym is, is as real as I've ever seen. So it's pretty awesome. And I know even, you know, I'm here in the UK, I tap into it. Mm -hmm. 
and I know I've got a community of people that I can contact that have helped me when I've had specific problems and and it is like that it is pretty amazing stuff um so who specifically is it that you are trying to help um can you take anybody at any stage in their ms illness yeah um you know we we are the way that our programs are set up like we have inside our membership program we have programs all the way from i have a program called bed built where you do every single thing lying on your back and it works your vestibular system your balance system it works your visual system it works your spinal system it works your breathing systems it works your shoulders your elbows your wrists your knees your hips your spine uh your feet all that kind of stuff so i mean that's where some people start right then we have we have a ton of seated programs all the way from just very simple joint mobility programs to uh resistance training programs with bands right a lot of body weight stuff a lot of resistance uh resistance band training and then we have a whole other canon of programs for people that are transitioning from wheelchair or rollator wheelie walker is what we call it into standing right and how do you stand better how do you get your body back to feeling comfortable on your feet and then how do you walk how do you exercise on your feet and then finally like how do you actually add resistance bands and strength training elements to uh to get yourself stronger and start building a true fitness program for yourself that you can take on the road that you can take to a gym that you can do whatever so you know in my opinion there is very few people that i've ran across in my career you know dealing one-on-one -on -one with people and then the thousands and thousands of people that we've ran into since opening the ms gym where we're like don't really have anything for you right the only thing that i could say that we i'll be honest that we don't have at the present point like i don't have a powerlifting program for msers right that's something that i could create i don't have kettlebell training and dumbbell training yet right but that's on the books but that's not what most ms people need most people that we need are coming in they don't know how they know they need to exercise but they don't know what to do they've been told that exercise is great and stretching is great and they need to do cardio and they need to strength train but yet there's nobody online well there's very few there's a handful of us now but when we first started this, there was very few people online that actually were giving people the structure and, and the ease of access to just come in and again, just press play and just follow along and do it, right? There was too much thinking and you guys have enough to deal with. You don't need to think about exercise. This is all I've done my entire career. So like, let me help you, right? So I would yeah. say- You've extreme... got to trust it, haven't you? You've got to trust that yeah. what you're getting is what's the right thing for you. I mean, totally. And I tell people all the time, like, I may be your guy and that's cool, or I may not. But if you, if you come in and I'm not your guy or our personalities don't vibe or whatever else, cause I can be pretty energetic. All I want people to leave with is to know that your brain can change and your body can heal. And you need to find a movement program that actually is built for the MS brain and by someone who actually understands how to build the neurologic system up from a ground level after being basically blown up <laughs> you know what i mean yeah and then from you know from a from a mindset standpoint the the, the the majority of people that i've ran into that i haven't been able to help are the ones that honestly like don't want help they want to come in and look for flaws they want to look for everything that's wrong they're highly cynical they're highly skeptical and i understand why because there's a lot of disappointment there's a lot of hurt there's a lot of wounds there's a lot of failed expectations in the ms community but if you don't want to get better, you're just not going to get better. And there's no magic bullet. 
in 30 days, I can't erase 10 years of MS. So a majority of the people that really, really do well in the MS gym are the people that stay committed and day, move daily for three months, six months, 12 months. We're seeing people get up out of power chairs. We're seeing people get off of wheelie walkers. We're seeing people hike again. We're seeing people dance at weddings again. We're seeing people drive again. And it's because they've stayed committed and they stayed accountable to a community that allows them to have up and down days, right? And be able to feel at home and support it. So I hope that answers, that answers your question, but that's like the number one question we get is, well, is this really gonna work for me? I don't really get online training. How are you supposed to know my needs? It's because I've been doing this for 20 years and my, my, my business partner, Ken and I, he's like a super data geek. So like we're constantly keeping track of metrics, saying what programs work and what people vibe with and what's the community asking for and what do they need? You guys direct what we create. It's not us creating things and then imposing it on you. Hmm. And what's the sort of, what's the science? Cause I know looking at it from a sort of end user perspective, I can see that there's the neurological functioning, but you also use visualizations um, and the whole kind of motivation and the mindset. So just walk me through the different sort of scientific elements that you incorporate. Yeah, so everything that I do is based on the, uh, the truth that the brain can change. And that's a process called neuroplasticity. Like they used to think that the brain was rigid and that it was compartmentalized. And if any part of your brain got damaged, then you kind of just lost that function. And uh, that's just not true, right? There's been research throughout the past hundred years that has shown that even if certain parts of the brain are damaged by something like an MS lesion or a car accident or a brain injury or Parkinson's or whatever it might be, the brain is so highly adaptable and it's so integrated, meaning it, it communicates as a whole that when one part of your body is not working well, the maps between the, they're actually maps between your brain and that part of your body become very blurred or they may be damaged. But the, the cool part about the human nervous system is that there are so many neural networks, neurologic networks between your neural cells, your neurons, which are your nerve, your nerve cells, and the rest of your body. So there's like 9.6 quadrillion connections in your nervous system. So wow. that gives you a lot of options. And so my job is to go in and be like, okay, so if the, the path from my brain to my arm, the main path that I've been using for the past X amount of years to lift my arm, all of a sudden becomes affected by a lesion on my thoracic spine, and this pathway doesn't work anymore, there's always other pathways. So we have to find and access other pathways, which are kind of like the back roads or like a frontage road or an alternate route that still connect in with those muscles to help you lift your arm. And then we have to constantly keep using those pathways over and over because the more we use them, the more the brain pays attention to it and starts to develop those neurologic pathways so that they become the preferred motor pathway to create this movement versus what you used to use that is now damaged by MS. And you can also use other parts of the nervous system. So there are very few uh, fitness programs out there that, that focus on things like eye movements or vestibular functioning or actual like spinal cord function or joint receptor function or sensory input into joints. Like that is what 
uh, my training is based off of. I've been doing brain-based movement training for almost 10 years now. And so everything is brain out. It's not body in. So most fitness programs are, are uh, focused on motor output, like how does the body move? Some have a little bit of uh, focus on what's called integration of does your brain actually understand what you're, actually, what you're asking it to do, but very few focus on the sensory as well. And you need all three, the sensory, the integration, and the motor to actually create a, a nervous system that works well. And so it's not just let's exercise better, let's just get you moving. That's part of it. But let's get you moving well, practicing the things that you specifically want to do in a way that is progressive enough, but not too threatening so that you can keep uh, getting better without it flaring up your MS symptoms, right? Because yeah, MS that's is a, a balancing act, isn't it? It is. It's tough because MS is such a neurologic trauma to your brain and threat that we need to ride right under that threshold of you getting into a flare up where you can keep moving, but it's not too much, but it's enough to create change. And that's called the minimum effective dose of exercise. It's just like taking medication. So that's why I always call it your movement meds because it is a medication. Movement is a drug, if you will, and there mm -hmm. needs to be the right amount of dosing for each individual person and each individual condition so that it has an effect, but you don't overdose or underdose on exercise. Cool, yeah. And I think neuroplasticity is something that I've seen happen for me. Um, and I know that I have gone through my 18 months worth of relapse recovery right. to now, you know, to be where I am now, which is not back where I was, but I know that that is through working um, with the exercises that you do and that I can still carry on mm -hmm. to make progress. Yeah. So, yeah, it is possible to do all of this, but you yeah. can't give in to it. Correct. You, you cannot give in. Yeah. And some days are tough. Some days you want to quit. <laughs> some, days, some days you're yep. like, this, mount, this mountain is way too high and way too steep. This, this, I just, I don't know how I'm going to do this today. And that is where the community has been so powerful in coming in and saying, hey, guys, this is Braun. I'm really struggling today. This is what I'm feeling. I was doing really well, but now I'm, now I'm just tanked out for the past three days. What do you guys do or help me or like whatever. And you'll see like 30 or 40 people come in and just say, well, this is what I did. I was feeling the same way. Try this out. Check this out. Do this program. Look at this companion guide or I'm just here for you. I get you. I understand you. And a lot of times that's what it's about is just feeling heard and feeling like you're not alone in this journey and you're not isolated. Like you truly... Yeah have an army behind you and a support system behind you to help you through those rough days. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so where does visualization come in? So I know you're talking about the eyes and the vestibular system. And I know yeah. that I have been out on my walks and I've been out on the old, my old running route. And I sort of stand there at the point that I used to, I've done my warm up, and this is where I used to start my, 5k or whatever I was going to do so I have stood there and told myself okay you are going to do this and visualized being able to run again up mm -hmm. and start that off um and is visualization something a technique that you've used and that you've seen people use successfully I have um there's actually two concepts of of types of practicing 
right? There's, there's the concept of deep practice um, and then de like deliberate practice and then deep practice, right? So deliberate practice is kind of like you're specifically training for something, right? You're specifically training to walk better. And every single program in the MS gym is actually the underlying part of it is to help people walk better. Cause that's the number one thing. I mean, MS takes your ability to walk and like you, you, you feel trapped in your own body. Right. And then there's what's called, so you, you tr have to train for specifics, but you also have to train very deep, meaning that you don't just want to show up to a, a, a movement session and just go through the motions and then just, okay, I did it. So like work, that's not what it's about you literally have to connect in with every single movement. You have to connect in with every single rep. And we have a mantra in the, in, uh, in the MS gym called BGB, which means you think about where is my butt or where, is my, where are my hips? Where's my gut? Like, are, is my abdominal cavity tight, embraced, and am I aware of it? And where are my blades? Are my blades pulled down like this or are they all shrugged up in a threat response? And if you constantly just remind yourself of that BGB, it actually creates what's called a neurologic drive to connect you in with your body as you're moving. So it starts with that connection and that's called interoception. It's actually the proprioception of, of inside of you, like of yourself. Like, can you connect with yourself? Because a lot of times with MS, you don't feel connected. You're like, I feel like I'm outside of my body all the time, right? So visualization uh, comes like when you first start to connect in with the physical structures of your body, and then you start to improve that interoception, it plays very well and partners very well with the visualization of like, I'm going to just sit here and remember what it feels like to run. Remember what it feels like to walk. Remember what it feels like to swim. Because all those memories are still in your brain. Like your brain does not forget how to swim, how to run, how to walk. It's just that the maps from your brain to all the muscles that make those movements happen have become blurred. And so when you, when you train intentionally and precisely and neurologically based, those maps, the goal is to clarify those movement maps so that you can actually do that again. And visualization is key because your brain doesn't know the difference whether you actually did it or whether you visualized it, it still did it. And so I've seen a lot of people when, they, when they're having them, when I'm uh, having them or instructing them doing an exercise, like let's say someone can't use their hand very well and they're focusing on doing what's called like a finger circle, something like that, like finger waves with their wrists and they, they can't move this very well, but they close their eyes and they just start to think about what this hand it was just doing. You may look at them and they may have these very tiny little movements, but in their head, they're actually seeing what this hand is doing. And so when you connect that intentionality of movement with that movement from a hand that is, is being shown as an example, the brain's like, oh, I, I, I remember how to do that. And so it, 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 it actually counts, counts as repetitions in your brain and repetition and volume is what changes behavior, right? So visualization is a very, very, very powerful tool. And like, I do it a lot. Like I'll, I'll, before I get on camera, I'll visualize what I'm going to say. I visualize how I'm going to feel. I visualize how I'm going to deliver something. And then before I go and I do my own workouts, I'm like, okay, here's what I'm doing today. And I'll actually go through the workout in my head, like maybe three to five reps as I'm doing some warm up stuff and think about each and every single repetition. So I've already done the workout by the time I get to the workout. And I started doing this really intensely about three months ago. And I've noticed my pain levels are down. My balance is up. Um, cause I have chronic Lyme disease, chronic neuro Lyme. So like my oh, feet okay. have just been destroyed and my spine, my neck, I get random injuries because all my soft tissues have just been assaulted. So 
I've noticed my injury patterns and my stress levels and my inflammation and all, all my neurologic symptoms are way less when I actually think through what I'm about to do. Yeah, so that's good, that's definitely. Good yeah. And I know I went, um, I went to see a physio and I said, look, I've had standard physio. I need something a little bit different. And she got me working with mirrors. Yep. And so by positioning the mirror in the right place, she was able to get my drop foot lifting again because when I was looking in the mirror, although I was seeing the reflection of my good foot, my brain picked yep. it all up and thought, actually, my brain was seeing that my bad foot was doing it. Yep. And that was a really quite bizarre experience. Yeah. Working it's weird, with but it's, it's kind of cool at the same time, right? Yeah. 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 And just to know that your brain can somehow change what it sees into movement. It's just amazing. It fascinates me. It really does. Yeah. yeah. Me too. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's why I'm you've investing thousands of dollars in continuing education all the time. Yeah, I know. Well, you've got qualifications coming out of your ears in it. And um, yeah. I'm just on the receiving end of, of all of this, but I like to yeah. research things. Um, yeah. So, Trevor, how do you especially motivate people? What, what kind of tools and techniques do you use? And I might ask um, you to do a little motivation kind of something or other depends you'll if you're up for it you'll have to give me a topic maybe I'll, maybe i'll find one but we'll, we'll chat <laughs> <laughs> so you know the biggest thing that i use for motivation for people is i i listen to you and we're at when we do motive we do a lot of motivation stuff mindset stuff in the msgm i mean i i've done three or four hundred videos on motivation all the way from little minute mindset tidbits all the way to like you know, 45 minute discussions on things like depression and anxiety and how to beat those and neurologically, where do they come from and how to counteract that and whatever. And, you know, the, the topics and the way that I speak is directly to the hearts of my people, because that is what they're asking. for. I don't have an agenda. There's not any topics that I have to tell people about. Uh, I just listen to people and I've, I've had the privilege and the blessing to really be in front of people for 20 years of my life, listening to them and paying attention to how they process information and what the emotion behind everything is and what it takes to get people motivated to actually change behaviors and change habits and believe that they can actually heal when the diagnosis and the medical tests and the numbers and the, and the experts are saying it's just not possible. And so my main driver of motivation is, is hope and truly understanding there's hope and it's not an empty hope where I'm like, you just got to think positive. I mean, it's really, it's hope based in fact, meaning that the, the hope comes from what we talked about earlier, neuroplasticity, like research is coming out all over the place and science is confirming all over the place. The stuff that, that, that I've been, I was fortunate enough to become exposed to almost a decade ago now saying, oh yeah, this stuff actually works and this is real and the brain can't change and it's not rigid and that's cool. And so like, I need to spread that message because when people hear the message that this is not the end, that your prognosis is not your sentence and that you can change your life, design your life and, and really rewrite the story or write your story how you want it. That's what sparks people because as human beings, that's what we want. Like there's an inherent mm. part of us that is fueled by hope and faith and belief. 
And then that is all confirmed and fueled by taking action. And when we actually see results and see things start to happen, then that hope and faith belief has this positive feedback cycle where it becomes stronger and stronger and stronger. And that movement and that experience is then craved by the brain and we want more of it. So that's what creates motivation, right? Because you can't just tell someone to have motivation and you can't wait to get motivation to start. You just have to start and kind of take a blind leap and start just doing it and see what happens, right? And I have very rarely, I've, I don't, I, I don't want to say ever because it probably has happened, but I would say 9.8 out of 10 people that I've ever worked with, if they put in the work and they put in the consistency, something changes, right? They may not get rid of their foot drop in a month, but in a month, they may get more energy. They may get more balance. They may get better bladder control. Their moods may be better cognitively they may get better so all these neurologic changes happen along the way of trying to get rid of that foot drop but a lot of times people sabotage themselves by like i just want to get rid of my foot drop and if i don't get rid of my foot drop then this doesn't work for me their foot drop may be the last thing to go because it's the one thing in your brain that like your brain's like i don't even know how to use that foot so i'm just not going to use it until i until you teach me otherwise you know what i mean so when I think about motivation, it's, it's, it's giving people that hope, but backing it up by proof, backing it up by science, backing it up by theory, backing it up by education so that you, Braun, become a student of your body, that you understand. Because if you understand your body, you understand your condition of MS, it gives you control back. And I feel like the biggest sabotager and destructor, uh, destroyer, there you go, uh, of people with MS or with any other chronic medical condition is the fear of the unknown. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. You don't know what's going to happen a year from now. But if you're putting in action and you're taking responsibility and you're actually, you have control and you have tools and you have resources to help counteract your prognosis, then that gives you a sense of empowerment back. And that's what I'm on this planet for. So I don't know if yeah, that was more and I'm with you. Yeah. No, I'm with you because I'm, I'm sort of saying to people, we can't necessarily control what's going to happen, but there right. are certain things we can control. And the first one is your mouth and what you're eating. The next thing is your movement and what you're doing. And the third thing is your mind. And these are the three areas that I'm sort of really saying to people, we have to control these things because that is that is it that's where the control ends yes and i want to just add a, add a subcategory in the mind okay. is is think about your words so what yeah, words are you language, saying yeah. to yourself what words are you allowing to influence your life and then what words are coming out of your mouth when people are saying how are you doing right because mm. if we're having negative conversations in our head, we're having negative stuff fed into your brain by the people that are supposed to know what's going on with you, and then you're speaking that stuff out into the world, then that, 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 that kills your path. That kills your progress, right? So, yeah, I, I'm right with you. Like, what you just said is spot on. Like, you're a representative of the MS gym because that's how you roll. That's how you think. And the message mm. that you just said and the narrative, that's what people need to think about right? What, how you nourish your body or how you feel it, how you move it, how you think and what you say, you know, all that stuff adds up to 
pretty much like your conscious being of who you are right now. Yeah. And that's as much as we can control. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So Trevor, if somebody did want to find out more, what's the best way for them to do that? I know I'm in the show notes, there'll be all the links and different things, but I'd love to hear it from you. Yeah. I mean, the easiest thing to do is just go to www.themsgym.com. I mean, Definitely with the, the, put yeah, the, the msgym.com. MS that's it. Yeah. So it's super easy. Um, and then same deal. If you go to like that, that gives you access to everything, meaning there's intro videos there. There's free exercises there. There's links to every single place that you can find us, whether it's Instagram or YouTube or Facebook, or we have free exercise guides, like six of them where they're actually six full circuits for, uh, chair strengthening for neck improvement for spinal rehab for um for hip flexor strength for balance for foot drop right so there's a ton of free resources like we have more free resource videos than anybody else on the web like i think my youtube station has like i think i looked the other day i didn't even realize it's like 300 and something videos right so there's a lot of resources out there just to get you started but the best place to go is the msgym.com and then if you look in more free stuff at the top there's a link, there's a link tree in there and it gives you everything and everything that we have in there. There's full pages of testimonials. Uh, if you're ready to have like a structured program done for you, there's a link to the membership, uh, you know, which is about a dollar a day, a US dollar a day. Um, and so there's, it's all there. So that's the best place to start. Brilliant. And so I've got a couple of questions that I yeah. always ask people when we get to the end. If right now we're out of lockdown, coronavirus never happened. <laughs> if you could be anywhere in the world, where would you be? And what would you be drinking? Um, you know, like I've never been there, but like on Instagram, there's this, there's a, there's a draw from me to this place called Bali. <laughs> right? And I've never even like, it was like, it was six months ago. I found this Instagram thing. It was called like Bali travel. And I'm like, this is literally like my oasis. Like it's jungly. There's a beach, there's surfing. It's a beach culture. It's beautiful. It's pretty low key. So I'd be in Bali or I'd be in Costa Rica. One of those two. I've been to Costa and, Rica. Loved yeah, it. Costa Rica's amazing. And then, uh, what would I be drinking? I know Misty would be drinking a mojito. That's her jam. Um, I'd probably be drinking like their good wine or some kind of vodka drink, um, mm -hmm. or I'd be drinking water because that's, kind of <laughs> but we all need water. Yeah. My favorite thing whenever I travel is I, I'm kind of a coffee snob. So I will definitely try out all the different coffees and, and see what I like, you know? So you need to be I, in Costa Rica uh, then. Yeah. Costa Rican coffee is amazing. Yeah. 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 So I coffee can remember that. Water throughout the day, a little libation at night. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Where would you go? Brilliant. I, I, I know I would go back to Costa Rica. Yeah. At the drop of a hat, I would go back to Costa Rica. We were actually due to be in the Philippines just as lockdown was sort of starting, so we had to cancel the flights. But we were touring the Philippines and um, Singapore. Oh, cool. So I will do that at some point. It's going the yeah. opposite direction to Costa Rica. Yeah. So, yeah. So I can't say 
I can't say I would because I can't say I'd go back because I don't know if it's better than Costa Rica or not. Yeah. What would you be drinking? Well, I love a mojito. I'm a fan of Cuba as well. So I do love a mojito. So a proper Cuban mojito in Havana. Yep. That would be good. (laughs) You and Misty can trade mojito recipes because it's like (laughs) that's like the one thing that she'll drink. (laughs) It's all down to the mint. It's all down to the mint that goes in there. And like do the oils actually spread and then does it bring out the sugar and the lime? Yeah. I feel you. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm with Misty every time. Trevor, Trevor, it's been great chatting to you. It's been great getting an insight. We've got a storm coming in here now um so, so it's probably not the best time to be sitting in front of a window um <laughs> watching the storm coming just in go, just go <laughs> so um it's been fantastic having a chat thanks ever so much absolutely yeah it's a pleasure to be here and uh just let me know when you want me back and we can dive into some specifics or whatever you want to talk about fabulous thank okay. you okay all right bye Brian. there's a five-day challenge This five-day challenge is exactly what you'll need if you've recently been diagnosed with MS and you want to regain an element of control in your life. Details of how to find the group are on the Multiple Success Facebook page. Thanks so much for listening to today's MS show. Please subscribe, rate and review this podcast. And if you'd like to get more involved with the MS show, why not join our Facebook community? Just search Facebook for The MS Show. Come back soon for another dose of MS information and inspiration. You've been listening to The MS Show podcast.